and welcome to Sister Sage Herbs Roadside Herb Service. Hello. My name is Mark Fendel and this is Jane Simmons. Hey. Jane is the owner of Sister Sage Herbs and we are we have a tiny uh, medicinal herb farm on Vashon Island, um, very close to Seattle, Washington. And we grow our own herbs and process them into beautiful products, uh, balms and tinctures, which we sell at Pike Place Market every day of the year and over at SisterSageHerbs.com. You can find our stuff and lots more podcasts like this one. Mm -hmm. um, and just um, a little disclaimer, the very beginning here, we are not doctors. We are plant people. We like talking about plants. Yes. We like getting our hands dirty. Yes. We are not dog surfing instructors. No. Or fortune cookie writers or pro line waiters. We're none of those. People who wait in line and get paid. You know? Oh yeah. Don't you ever hire those people? To to like secret shopper? No, to like get, you know, tickets to Pearl Jam. <laughs> MyLackey.com. It failed like in the 90s. I Come thought. on. Okay. Everybody, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you There about. are real jobs out there. Anyway, <laughs> we are talking about herbs. Is that what herbs. these teams are doing? We're talking about plant medicine. Everything plant medicine. And today we're talking about... Um, Althea officinalis, which is actually um, more commonly referred to as marshmallow. Yes. And um, this is an ancient herb um, that was used um, in ancient cultures, Egypt, Syria, China, and Greek cultures. So um, this has been around a long time. And Where there's a swamp, there's a marshmallow. The uh, generic name um, Althea is derived from the Greek Altho to cure for its healing properties. So this is um, something that I don't know about very much. So I'm excited to find out what you know. I'm, um, and my, you know, my tiny brain just only thinks of the middle aisle. Can't you know. Yeah, it just thinks of middle aisle of the grocery store. Just stay out of the middle aisle. Well, I think that it might have started with that. Really? Yeah, because you they make a um, you can make a syrup out of the leaves and the flowers, and it becomes an expectorant. So you'd be giving your child this medicine that they're not expecting. <laughs> I see. And, you know, it's really easy to whip that up with some butter or something. I don't even know how you make, how you were supposed to make marshmallows originally, but not with goo and stuff. But Actually, that's what it says here in, in yeah. the Maud um, yeah. Greaves book. <laughs> they just whip it up. Boiled. First and fried with onions and butter. The roots are said to be a palatable mm, dish. Onions and butter. <laughs> oh, wow. 
So the action is different if you boil it versus if you soak it in cold water. Mm -hmm. And um, so you'll have to look into that. There's a very good book. I'll just have to say one of the very first books I got. The Herbal Medicine Maker's Handbook, a home manual by James Green. And he also wrote The Male Herbal, which is an awesome book as well. And he surveyed um, probably, well, I think the American Herbalist Guild um, membership at that time and asked what were the 30, the 30 herbs you can't live without. And then he kind of scaled it, combined those all, compared people's notes, and came up with the 30, 30 plus a mushroom, but then he added five more, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I can't leave these <laughs> no. out, they're what so about good. this oats, I mean, yeah. Um, so, that is an that amazing book, book. yeah, and it also shows how to make each one with its most effective dosage and you know how to get the most out of each thing and then he even though some of them are uh, at-risk plants he then gives you um, different uh, usually a combination of two other plants that are on his list that would substitute that plant but he would take that plant on his desert you know, solar system, mm-hmm. you know, with him. That's what he, how he describes it. <laughs> it's very, very cool. So he'll show you everything from just making a pot of tea to making your own essential oil. Mm-hmm. You know, you might make two drops of essential oil with this mm-hmm. recipe. but And then to making your own lotions, foot bath, mm-hmm. foot soaks. It's very, very, very helpful. And another book that uh, was required at Bastyr back in the 90s, or around the the turn of the century. (laughs) Anyway, um, marshmallow is amazing. Um, So its leaves are very, very fuzzy and um, soft, pliable. You can tell there's a lot of water in there, although they're kind of easy to dry, a lot easier than some other herbs that have a lot of water in them. Uh, They don't have much stem to the leaf. Um, And they're kind of um, jagged, like a thin maple leaf. I need to know my botany a little bit better. And um, then the the flowers are these little... um, fluffy little buds as well and then there are these little white poof balls or pink and then they open up and it's kind of like an apple or a, you know one, five five flower five petal flower um, and they can be pretty tall they can be like five feet tall um, and very easy to grow at least in our uh, climate. Um, the roots just absorb, absorb, absorb in the winter time, and then right now the leaves are. The one in our backyard is about four feet tall, I'd say, and we could harvest 
it about halfway down. Well, we could you could harvest it all the way down to enhance the root, um, and it would probably just take another week or two, and it would just pop right back up. It's just so prolific. Um, and then, like I said, the leaves, I would take them off the stem and dry them in like a paper bag or something. We can go over like drying and garbling another time. Um, and then those are really good for like a tea, very nice. Um, they can make a good expectorant, but they're also very good softening, toning of your and uh, anti-inflammatory of your uh, digestive system. Um, then the roots, uh, they are very difficult to dry because they have this weird way of sealing on the outside. They won't really rot if you leave them in the field accidentally or whatever, but they won't dry out very well. They just shrink down. And then you um, will, I mean, I suppose that could be your marshmallow. If you soaked that in, in sugar water and then dehydrated it and then tried to chew on it, that could be your marshmallow right there for like a little expectorant for your kid. I don't know how they did it back then, <laughs> but there's many ways when, you, when you're a mom or a grandmom, I'm sure. But... Um, the root is good. If you just put that in water overnight, it gets uh, gelatinous. And so then you can take that as a very nice, almost like an aloe, very softening, um, very soothing on your gut. Um, I haven't used the root that much just because I just keep mine and use, I just harvest flowers, um, leaves and flowers. Um, but it, and because of that, it has grown quite a bit in the last, maybe, I think I've had it in the backyard here about four or five years, but, um, I did try to grow it on the farm, did not have it in the right place. It had, was, got too dry and I didn't have it in a good place for irrigation. So it did not really last, outlast the quack grass. <laughs> But it's a really beautiful plant. Did, have you been reading here the Maud Greaves about it? Yeah, just looking over the Maud Greaves book a little bit. But mm -hmm. uh, I did notice that she mentioned uh, Slippery Elm as a mm -hmm. pear. Mm -hmm. we, um, I tried to grow Slippery Elm out here too, and I did not have very good luck with it. But... Mm. Um, I think it's just a little more southern. Mm. I'm not, not sure. Maybe it was just that I didn't know what I was doing. I could try again. What do you, when you say southern? Well, um, I would say Oregon, oh, California, but maybe even the southeast. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure. I, have, I thought I had heard about it doing well, like in North Carolina. But not sure. I'm not a regional expert either. Okay, so I still have to know though, the 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 marshmallows in the supermarket. Like, what is it? How did that come to? How did it come to be like that? I mean, what's in what's in that 
little, you know, white puffball mm -hmm. that comes from the plant. Are you asking me? Yeah. Well, probably, <laughs> probably um, corn medicine, corn syrup. Oh, really? Yep. So there's some, but there's something from the plant in that, in those. From marshmallow plant? Yeah. No. No? No. <laughs> no, I'm saying the corn syrup is the only plant. <laughs> oh my gosh. That came out of that. But you see I can how this see is... that it could have been, you know, that the sugar that has the marshmallow infused in it could become could have become something like that. <laughs> and then it just got mechanized, and then it was just like, well, why do we need this herb in here? Why don't it, it just toasts much better without the herb in it. Mm -hmm. you know, when you're, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I oh, don't know. dear. But, I mean, if you had, yeah, slippery elm and yeah. marshmallow, put that in your hot cocoa. Yeah, then that makes it eat nourishing, you know, that I could see being medicine, mm -hmm. you know, or even if you put the milk, I'm not much of a milk drinker, mm -hmm. but if you put the milk, that's a lot of, uh, from India, Ayurvedic, they, well, a lot of things need fat mm -hmm. to uh, be soluble in your body. Sure. So you put the herbs in with a fat, and then you could put the cold, well, actually, uh, slippery on also makes it very jello-y mm -hmm. uh, thing. So you could put that overnight, and then... Uh, yeah, it talks about that here, too. Oh. Well, uh, it says... Yeah. Oh, okay. You mean, <laughs> well, well, it says boiled in wine or milk. Marshmallow will oh. relieve diseases of the chest. Oh. Uh, Constituting a popular remedy for coughs, bronchitis, whooping cough, wow. and other remedies, which is kind of interesting. Oh, it's frequently given in the form of a syrup, which is best adapted to infants and children. So there you go. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Spoonful of sugar. Right. <laughs> Here's another interesting one, and it says, the flowers boiled in oil and water mm -hmm. with a little honey um, have proved as a good gargle for sore throats. Mm. The leaves or the roots? It says the flowers. The flowers. Mm. Mm -hmm. Cool. That'll be cool. Interesting. No vinegar? Just... Just oil and water. Oil. Interesting. Anyway, there's a few more to kind of check out here, but... Mm -hmm. Cool. I, You know, we could probably talk about this plant for several yeah. more podcasts. Because I'm sure that all of the regions, you know, mm -hmm. in the world, all of these, you know, all these continents have like long history. Of, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, just Egyptian yeah. culture alone. I mean. Mm -hmm. Well, the hollyhock, you know, mm -hmm. that is a type of, of uh, hybridized um, marshmallow. The one I have in my backyard is the officinalis is the sort of more white or light color one. But there's one on my farm that uh, a woman came and put some plants down um, that she was trying to uh, get going. And one of them was marshmallow. 
but it was the pink uh, sort of probably a more native variety and it comes up here and there on the farm so it'd be kind of cool I have a little dream of this pond area and that would be perfect place for all the valerian and the marshmallow among other roots yeah cool we'll see I did save some seed a while back so. oh yeah yeah excellent yeah. alright should we leave it there sure um well, thank you guys so much. If you made it to the end of this podcast, you are so darn cool. <laughs> um, so I encourage you to check out our website, sistersageherbs.com. And until then, Fendel, clean up on aisle three. Mm-hmm. Clean up on aisle three. Um, should I read what Pliny the Elder said in A.D. 77? Please, that would be a great way to end this. Whoever swallows daily half a cyanthus, cyathus, don't know what that is, of the juice of any one of them, being the mallows, will be immune to all diseases. Eat your mallow. So say we all. <laughs> <laughs>